What's happening, fam? It's your boy, the Sultan of Sativa, the Ayatollah of Indica, the Bobby Fisher of BHO, also known as Willie the Cool Penguin, also known as Ned Sparks, Lord Bonktimore. Happy Sunday. We are recording live out here in the rain on this cool October early afternoon. And uh, honestly, I was thinking about it yesterday before sesh I have not been listening to nearly enough spooky music during the month of October for me it normally includes four bands The Misfits Sam Hain Danzig and AFI and I can also include some uh, who the fuck are they uh, Tiger Army Maybe some necromantics, a little spooky Psycho Billy, which for those who are unfamiliar is rockabilly and horror punk combined to create a wonderful western scary style theme of music. So at Sesh for the majority of the evening, we listened to a lot of Misfits. Original era, Danzig Misfits. Nothing against Michael Graves era, but honestly for... I just saw the timer here is at 138. Um, honestly, for the Misfits, I'm going to go Danzig if I have to pick one of the two. Every time. Danzig, Danzig, Danzig. Although, the first Misfits CD I ever bought, like physically paid for a copy of, was American Psycho which is the first Michael Graves record. Really came into his own during Famous Monsters. Also yesterday, this is something that I need to, I need to get off my chest. And if you were watching my Instagram story, you already heard some of this. If you did not, then this is new to you. Well, before I get into that, I'm gonna spark my blunt because I still have not smoked any cannabis today. I've not medicated whatsoever. And so, I'm going to have to go with probably the best cultivar from the best company in Maryland. Mm. For those who do not know, in the Maryland medical market, my personal favorite is the Dosi Dose 2222. It's an archive seed bank genetic, and it is grown or cultivated, if you will, by Colta. Colta's a little cannabis startup here from Cambridge, Maryland, Groove City. If you've ever been there, then you already know why they call it Groove City. If you have not, it's because some time ago, Jay-Z used to hold it down. And if you if you don't believe me, listen to fucking any of his songs where he talks about all the way the caravan coming down to Maryland. You think Big was the only one who understood the value of Maryland and the drug game? Don't sleep on the shore. Hmm. And so. For those who are also unaware, Colta just harvested their first 
and Maryland's first outdoor harvest. <coughs> mm. I had the pleasure of going out there and seeing it for myself. Unfortunately, they were already a majority of the way through the harvest. At least they had chopped all the tops off, a lot of them. But it was still awesome. It was cool. I had never gotten to see an outdoor harvest. You definitely can see the cannabis um, and how it's impacted by weather and bugs and, and whatever else. Um, but honestly, this was the best season for growing outdoor that Maryland could have had. Relatively low humidity towards the end, which really helped those those little mamas out. A lot of big chunky colas, a lot of great fall colors coming through at the end. Honestly, if you don't want to take my word for it, in the relatively near future, our old pal Mackie, the owner of Colta, will be on the Let's Talk About It podcast. And then not only will they be friends of Lord Bonktomore, but they will also be friends with the Let's Talk About It podcast. I don't know what you guys are doing out there in internet land, but I hope by this point you've sparked up a fat J or taken a couple bong rips or a nice huge dab. Me personally, as I said, I'm smoking on some Dosey Dose 2222. If you don't understand Finos and Genos, look them up. Rolled in a honey bourbon backwood. This particular leaf is nice and dark. Gives it a nice strong, full flavor. But the honey and bourbon just mm, accents that that dosy funk. Now I get a lot of messages regularly because I constantly keep Dosi in the stash so it gets posted a lot. People are constantly asking me, LB, LB, where are you getting this Dosi 22 from? Who's got it? Because there's two. There's the 2216 and the 2222. The 2216 is good, but it is not the 2222. And the problem is that because there is such a minimal amount of it grown, and they grow it with such care and love, that not many places get it. I can tell you, based on the way the market is, especially in a time where there's a shortage of legal flour, the top sales accounts for these companies get their best products. So if it's a vertically integrated company, they keep the, the best products for themselves, and then they also let a small percentage of those go out to other locations. When it comes to Colta, you're talking about things like the Sugar Biscuits, Scooby Snacks, um, specifically the 2222. Some of these don't even make it on the menu because by the time the, the employees of these dispensaries get done with them, they've already ravished the supply. So when you go in there and you ask them, hey, let me get some Dosey 2222, and they tell you no, the reality is they're not trying to hold out on you. The fact of the matter is they just don't really have it. And you just kind of have to show up on a day where they get it. My only uh, advice would be spend a little time talking to your bud tenders. Show them a little love. Maybe you tip them. See, a lot of people here don't tip. And you can't expect to get tips 
when you don't tip. But if you show your bud tender a little love, they'd be more inclined to show you some love. You know, next time you go to the dispensary, bring your, your bud tender a kombucha. Bring them some, some snacks. Bud tenders love snacks. That's the inside secret for me. I give bud tenders snacks and uh, nugs. <coughs> but you gotta come see me. What's happening, fam? Lord Bongtomar, you already know. I wanted to take a second to touch on a problem, the biggest patient-identified problem here in Maryland is price point. Now, I'm basing this on all the conversations I have, all the meetings I've gone to where people are, are trying to air their grievances and figure out ways where we as patients can win. And the conversation is that the price is too high. And while I agree to some extent, my real grievance was really grinding my gears is the fact that the price point of the medical flower and concentrates, but right now we're talking about the flower. The price point on the flowers does not match the quality of the flowers. So for me, when I'm looking for quality flowers and I don't wanna do the guesswork, too often I go to dispensaries here in Maryland where they try and play the oh, I'm sorry, it's prepackaged, you can't look at it card. So for me, if I have to eliminate guesswork and say, uh, I don't know if this is going to be untrimmed, I don't know what, it, what the deal, what I'm going to pop my top to. I'm picking some cultiflower. I don't care what they have. Nine times out of ten when I open a culta jar, I'm going to be more than satisfied with the product. If I'm if I'm having some boxes that need to be checked, like smell, taste, terpene content, bag appeal, then I know my safest bet is going to be Culta. And that doesn't matter what dispensary you go to to get it from because they hand trim their colas and go through an excellent curing process to where I know that I'm not gonna open up some dry, dusty weed it's going to be crispy on the outside and fresh on the inside, covered in trichomes. Too often, we see these companies prioritizing their packaging over the product inside of it. So for me, no frills, man. I need the gas, it's Culta. Man. Last fucking night, last night before the sesh, a good friend of mine who shops in the Pennsylvania market as a medical cannabis patient up there, he was explaining some of the things that they got going on, and man, it is fucked off. I can't say that it's much worse than Maryland in a lot of ways. Comparable in a lot of ways. And uh, one thing that he shared with me 
was unfortunately the company, a national company, taking advantage of the lack of education that patients have. Right? What I see is companies taking their inferior product and going buck wild fucking ham on their packaging to confuse the consumer into thinking they're getting an excellent product because if, if they're willing to spend 250 per fucking product in packaging, they must, they must have a good product in there. And too often, too fucking often, it's not. It's not. And <coughs> in Pennsylvania, oh, this is the shit that really got me. <coughs> was not only was the packaging wild and excellent, it was mislabeled. <coughs> At least to my fucking knowledge. And while I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, I definitely have been out in the fucking yard. And what I know is that what I smoked from this fucking package was not what it said it was. It can't be. It can't have been. Things that are not can't fucking be. And so, I'm going to give you the motherfucking breakdown. And today, <coughs> on LB's product review, right, we have a half gram of Moxie's Private Reserve Live Resin. Now, for those of you who don't know, and I'm going to let you know straight up, straight the fuck up, I'm not fact-checking. So, any of this information is not fucking approved and evaluated by the FDA or any other fucking government organization and entity for that matter. Moxie. Right? For those who do not know, Moxie is a national company. They are in hella states. I believe they started in California. That's where a lot of these companies are from. But what I've seen is that in every single market that companies are in, their products are different. And I'll get into it at a later time, but companies like Verano. Right? Verano in Maryland is totally different than Verano in fucking Illinois. They have some things that are the same, but there are a lot of differences. Damn, I'm getting a little chilly out here. As I said earlier, we're out here in the rain on my front porch. And I'm sitting here smoking a fat blunt of Dosey Dose 2222. I got my little mini rig from Evermore with Evermore Banger. Ready to dab some Evermore fucking concentrates. Today's concentrate of choice is the Sour Tangy Live Resin Sugar, which is nice and lumpy, nice and rocky. Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Terpy is all shit. Sour Tangy, for those who do not know. Sour Diesel, Tangy, crossed. Um, the, the Sour Diesel just complements the Tangy so well. But look, again, that is a different product for a different day. But know that when it's time to dab, I'm dabbing Evermore. So as I said, Moxie, 
national company. In every market, there are some nuances, there are things that are different. So I can't speak for any of their products in any other market. Because I have heard people say that they fucking love Moxie. Um, like, love them. And I'd have to believe that a company cannot grow and become as large as it is without doing some things right. I'm a man of business. I love that shit. I'm inspired. I'm not hating on another company just to hate on them. Um, but the reality is that this product that I had was not fucking good. So as I said, my man came through and he pulls out a package, right, that out of a paper bag, right? That's packaging piece number one. You know, paper bag, you gotta have a bag when you fucking go. I get it. Out of the paper bag, he pulls out, there's a, it's a plastic container, a little smaller than a cassette tape, right? Now the plastic container has a, a cardboard slide-off piece, and on the cardboard slide-off, that's where it has the stickers of the testing results. In the state of Pennsylvania, I don't know what all their testing requirements are, but all I saw on this packaging was THC percentages, there was no CBD, you know, the main cannabinoids. I didn't see a terpene content, which I know Maryland leads the way by having the terpene content on all their labeling. So all there was was the THC, THCA, and now those levels were, it was like THC 42% or like 41.77, <coughs> THCA uh, like 45 point something. So now if we combine those, we're talking about <coughs> 42 plus 45, 87, something along those lines in cannabinoids. Um, we don't know the terpene content, but again, this is a premium, a private reserve. It is sold for $80 in the Pennsylvania dispensary as private reserve live resin. Now, we had the cardboard slide out piece, <coughs> then there's a plastic piece that is literally <coughs> the coolest shatter holder thing I've ever seen. It's about a little smaller than the size of a cassette tape. For those of you who don't know, it was a, a, a fucking way that we listen to music back in the day, um, prior to CDs. It beat out fucking beta tapes. And <coughs> the little plastic cassette holder piece literally had like embossed Moxie logos all over it. It took me about uh, a legitimate 45 seconds to a minute to figure out how to open it because it was seemingly childproof. It was like a slide out piece. When I slid that out, now mind you, we're at paper bag, cardboard slide out piece, plastic slide out piece, that's three pieces of packaging thus far. Then there was a plastic bag. Inside the plastic bag, packaging piece number four, there was a piece of parchment with a half gram, not a whole gram, of shatter. 
Private Reserve shat Live Resin Shatter. That was in a piece of parchment paper. That was in a plastic baggie. That was inside of a plastic slide-out embossed Moxie logo. Non-recyclable piece. That was inside of a cardboard slide-out piece. Had multiple stickers on it. That was inside of a paper bag. So, we have a lot of fucking waste. <coughs> now the full gram was $80. You're talking about a half gram that was $40 of private reserve live resin that was of a shattery consistency. The color was an amber color. I wouldn't say it was brown, right? And too often people rely on that piss yellow color for concentrates as a sign that it's like a great concentrate. And the reality is due to color remediation, due to factors like depending on when these plants were harvested, how far along they were, um, that's going to dictate some of your color, right? If you have a piss yellow shatter or uh, sauce, a lot of the time that's due to an early harvesting, right? The trichomes are not fully developed, um, and you can tell because the more fully developed trichomes end up uh, processing a little more of an amber, a goldish amber hue. Um, now, this particular live resin, um, I, I was un, I was confused as to, uh, excuse me, that was rude. I was confused as to how it had this consistency because at $80 a gram for private reserve live resin, I'm expecting some big, rocky, beating up Yo Adrian, beating up Apollo Creed, punching the fucking Russian, hit you in the face, diamonds and sauce for my private reserve live resin. And now, granted, I understand in the marketplace from the dispensary, you're probably going to be paying closer to 100 But I damn sure am not paying $80 a gram for some fucking shatter, bro. If it is premium private reserve live resin, that shit should be so, so fucking terpy that there is no possible way it could ever, ever fucking turn into snapping pool. How does it turn into some fucking... Snappable consistency. I'll tell you how. I'll fucking tell you how. It's because I got no goddamn terps. No terps. Yo, the terpier it is, that shit is going to be like fucking some good, almost watery fucking sauce that is so flavorful, it's going to smack you in the face. With some big, clear crystals. Because clarity counts when it comes to live res. Don't give me some big, cloudy fucking diamonds. 
I don't want some big, pumped up, bad mamma jammas that aren't fucking clear, man. I don't want that shit. So let me make it clear. That if you're showing up with your private reserve live resin, and it is some, it's literally shatter, I'm not understanding the science. So, I I made some posts on my Instagram yesterday in my story, and I, I saved the videos so I can always uh, repost them later, and I tagged Moxie in them, and I sent them a couple DMs, Moxie710 at... And at Moxie underscore Pen, which is their Pennsylvania IG. All these companies have their big company IG, and then they have the ones for the state specifically. Um, and so I tagged them in these posts, asking them the same questions. Why they're utilizing so much packaging, why they're wasting time and money. They had to have spent $2.50 per half gram that they're selling for $40 a piece. Right, like when you're paying these price points in the dispensary, you're paying for packaging, man. And you're paying for something that you literally take home, open up, are dissatisfied with, and most of the time, these companies are not letting you fucking bring that shit back, man. You can't bring that shit back. Not in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania doesn't even let you look at the weed, man. You're not allowed legally to look at the weed. Cannabis. Sorry. I'm going to call it weed. You don't like it? I'm sorry. That's your fucking shit. It's like you definitely can't pop open eight layers of packaging just to fucking see that this live res is really shatter and you're getting like literally beat over the head. You know? And like it looked like some excellent shatter. When dabbed, I don't even know if I got high. It had a CO2 taste i don't know what it is anytime i've had i've had some co2 carts and now granted they may have been just trash street carts i don't fucking know but i had some bad experiences they didn't taste good and it kind of had this certain taste and i don't like co2 extracts because of it because I, I just feel like it while i know you're getting the hydrocarbons out and i don't give a fuck it doesn't taste good i'll take bho and i don't like propane extraction either that shit's trash too I mean, obviously, I'm a spoiled fucking brat when it comes to concentrates. I love solventless. And I really prefer hash rosin over flour rosin, too. It's way too fucking expensive. Um, anyway, I digress. This, this shit, I mean, it, it like, I'm trying, I want to be constructive, and I want to, like, help in some way, but like when a company refuses to answer, when a company does not let themselves be held accountable to any standard and just, you know, literally thinks that they can do whatever they want, it's like, bro, come on, man. This is 2019. We're moving rapidly approaching 2020. 20 fucking 20. And our vision as patients is clear. And don't get it fucked up, man. When I say patience, I mean everyone that utilizes the plant because it's medicinal whether you have, the state acknowledges that or not. Damn, I'm definitely recording more podcasts in the rain. I love it. <coughs> um, so yes, Moxie, please, if you're listening, if you're out there and you are hearing this, Please email me, lordbonktomore at gmail. 
please shoot me a DM on Twitter at Bonktomore. On fucking Instagram DM at Lord Bonktomore. I've already initiated conversation. Please just search my name in your in your fucking DMs. I want to understand. Don't block me. Don't be one of these little fucking companies that gets butthurt and mad. Like, you know, <laughs> this is an industry where where people need to know. And there's like, you know, I don't like just fucking people who are constantly trying to call people out for clout or whatever, right? For me, this is about medicine. This is about patient access. This is about patients getting informed so they can stand up and say, yo, this isn't what you're saying it is. Stop. We are smarter than that. Stop playing us for fools. We're giving you our hard-earned money, right? Even though we can't write off any of our, our medicine, even though we can't do any of these things that people are able to do with their medicine, right? Even though we're still stigmatized and treated like lesser humans, like the industry needs to recognize that we are all in this together. And that's why we will continue to make sure that our people, anybody that's, that's fucking with our movement, is able to be informed enough to say these things. Say, no, 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 no. That's not how we're rocking. <clears throat> Look, my key points to tie all this together all the things in, that these Pennsylvania patients should be thinking about. What is the packaging look like? What are they trying to distract me from? Why are they choosing to put out a product of this caliber? Right? Email these companies. Message them. Communicate with them on Twitter, on Instagram, on any other platform you possibly can. Right? Because that's the only way that they can get better. Right? Because they ain't going nowhere. Big companies, they're just going to keep buying each other out and keep doing whatever they want to do, man. So we need to make it to where we can at least get what we fucking need and let them know that we will not accept these meds that are unclean or whatever they are, whatever the problem is. You know, stop trying to pass meds as meds, Moxie. End fucking rant. Uh, as a guy who gets worked up and heated, stressed out at literally the drop of a hat, it's been important for me as a patient who also struggles with chronic pain, anxiety, depression, it's been important for me to incorporate a regiment of CBD into my daily life. Now, sometimes I smoke hemp flour, sometimes I take tinctures, but more often than not, I drink hemp to go CBD water. Now, it comes in multiple different flavors, including mango, mango with bergamot extract, green apple, passion fruit, and of course, the original unflavored which all is 16.9 ounce bottles 
filled with 30 milligrams of microencapsulated CBD inside of Rocky Mountain Water Association certified pure spring water. Also recognized by the Denver Health Department. Um, that shit is dope. I like to put it in protein shakes after the gym or brew my coffee with it in the morning. Helps balance out some of my caffeine intake as well. Keeps it a little more mellow. And uh, honestly, it's mad refreshing. So if you haven't tried it, come through the chapel and the first bottle's on me. And so now, regardless of the fact that I just had some hemp to go, shout out, at hemp to go east regardless of this fact I'm still ready to go on another fucking rant now, I told you at the beginning of this episode that I was fucking heated yesterday heated you know I went out early working um, had to get the shop ready do a little mopping at the spit out cleaning up wiping shit down scrubbing toilets and uh, we had the, the Baltimore Marathon here and so, now there were some roads blocked off, some were not. I had a nice little easy ride in. Um, now, I had to get back to my house because I was watching my kids um, relatively about, about noon. I had to be home. And so, I left out a few minutes after 11, start driving. Bam, hit some traffic. Start, I'm sitting there for about 10 minutes trying to cross over 33rd Street from Lock Raven. You know, straight shot up. Now, it's not fucking happening. Cars are turning around. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use my little inner city knowledge, work my right way around. Partnered with Waze, you know, because Waze knew where the, the roadblocks were. You know, so I'm, I'm moving, and now, turns out, Waze did not know where all the roadblocks were. Because certain streets that were not blocked off on Waze were actually blocked off. And now I could not for the life of me get where I needed to go, so I had to come back down from 33rd, looped around over near 29th and Harford Road a couple different times, fucking because there's mad one ways going the wrong fucking way that I needed to go. Um, police were redirecting shit. It was bullshit. And you know, so I have to go all the way back down to fucking North Ave, and I'm sitting in traffic on North Ave, cop directing traffic, you know, waiting for chunks where there's no runners. And I'm getting mad because all I can see, I'm seeing, like, I'm driving through the fucking hood. And, and parts of North Ave that, like, this is the only time of year that you see that many white people. And now, you know, so I'm a white guy. Ish. I'm white trash, to be clear. White trash, not white. But, like, I eat at restaurants on North Ave. Like, I used to cop dope on North Ave. On the west side of North Ave. But, like, I'm out here on the bike. You can see me on North Ave. I'm, I'm through. I'm out here. You know? Like, uh, I fucking... I support the few businesses that are along that road. You know, I live here. I drive these roads every day. 
And when I see fucking people that are only coming through these neighborhoods when there's a heavy police presence, and it's causing me and countless other people mad inconveniences on our fucking Saturday where we got shit to do. I'm fucking pissed. You know, and I'm like, you know, I'm communicating with people through the windows, rolling down windows, and we're fucking yelling at these people together. It's like, yo, get the fuck out of the neighborhood, man. Don't fuck... If you're only coming here for a goddamn... A, a fucking... A marathon? Or, 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 or artscape? Get the fuck out. Just go, man. Just go. Just get the fuck out. Start coming here more, because the same people that are here running these marathons... Are the same people calling into this fucking local radio station talking about since the the riots, and I use that term with fucking air quotes too. Let's say the uprising, right? Because Baltimore had some real riots, right? L.A., those were riots. People were dying. Nobody fucking died in Baltimore. You know, they set them up, man. They shut down public transportation and schools. Man, that shit was a setup, right? To enforce more police presence. Man, get the, so get the fuck out of here with that shit, man. Like, these are the same people, motherfuckers that are calling into these radio stations, posting comments on fucking Facebook, talking shit about Baltimore anytime they fucking can. You know, talking about, oh, we don't go downtown anymore because of the riots. We just feel unsafe. The squeegee kids make us feel unsafe. It's like, yo, like... <laughs> Then support them. Let them wipe down your fucking car, man. Give them $5 instead of the 50 cents or the, the, the dollar you try to give them. Right? They're out there in the rain, sleet, hail, snow. Even when it doesn't even make sense to be out there. Doing everything they can to not sell fucking dope. Or do dope. Like, fuck out of here, man. Like... These are the same people that don't want to help. They show up for Pimlico and they're fucking at, to Pimlico at the fucking Preakness with their stupid fucking hats and their stupid fucking dresses, their pale yellows and their fucking baby blues and their dumbass little fucking 1930s and 50s looks. One day a fucking year, yo, you ain't never going to Park Heights any other time. And they get dropped and yo, and I was out there this fucking this last Preakness. I was out there fucking with my squad. We were fucking out. We couldn't really be like on the Pimlico side of things. So we were on the corner fucking, you know, we were out near Park Heights and Belvedere, man. You know, we're fucking out there with fucking crackheads harassing us at every fucking opportunity for free waters to 50 cents to fucking cheeseburgers, man. You know, and like these people are getting dropped off in fucking limos and their stupid hats and, like, they're fucking these white men with gobbledygook fucking turkey necks, like, you know, looking to have a good fucking time. Like, yeah, they ain't helping. They're not helping the fucking community. They're not fucking spending money here. They go afterwards, if they don't fucking get back on their limo or their fucking party bus or their, their, their Tahoe uh, or whatever their black car that they got dropped off in. Whenever, wherever they go. The only place they're going in the city, man, they're going to Canton. They're going to, like, fucking Ruth Chris and, like, high-end little spots downtown. 
they're not shopping in Park Heights. They're not doing anything to help fucking Park Heights, these communities that they come through and just inconvenience. And we try to, you know, we just try to suckle off the teat of the people that are coming through. Like, it's bullshit, man. Why should we, the people, have to be inconvenienced by fucking, you fucking, like, you're not going to win the marathon. What, like, you want some little, like, personal fucking championship? Go to a fucking, uh, like, a little Iron Man or, like, a, a Tough Mudder where it's out in the fucking, in the woods. We're not fucking harassing or bothering people. You know, because some of us, we don't have the luxury of having, being able to take off on Saturday, man. We got to work. We got places to be. We have people to fuck it like you to serve, motherfucker. And that's fine. We don't mind doing it. We love doing it. We do it with a smile because that's who we are and is a reflection of our core values. Right? But, like, find some new shit to do, man. And if you are going to do it, yo, because <laughs> my problem is this fucking last night when I was driving home, Yo, at, at fucking 33rd and Lock Raven, all over 33rd, from fucking Hartford Road up, all the way out to Green Mountain. Yo, that shit was fucking lit, littered past, actually past Green Mountain. Probably over all the way to fucking Howard Street. You know, or Maryland Ave. The streets were fucking littered with fucking water bottles. And yo, I'll tell you what, the only fucking things that the, the people on the street... Are drinking our fucking 50 cent sodas, man. And fucking shit in styrofoam cups. We ain't, they're not drinking giveaway bottles of water. That's, that's you, the fucking people, drinking the bottles of water and throwing them in the fucking grass or the fucking road. Why? Because your mindset is that Baltimore is a trash city anyway. I'll fucking litter at will. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Because then I take, gotta take time out of my day to pick up some trash and even fucking mine. I'm not out here trying to run a fucking marathon. Because I am running a marathon. I'm in this rat race called life. Where we don't have the fucking luxury to just say, Oh, we're going to go jog all day. And finish the race just for personal fucking fun. You know, and if you don't like the shit I'm saying or this applies to you. You can get the fuck out, man. Because that's not who I do it for. That's not who I speak it for. That's not who the fuck I keep it real for, man. Mm. I don't know if you can hear the cold in my fucking voice, but I got no shoes on and my feet are mad dirty. And my porch is dirty. But that's what we do. That's who we are. You know? We clean up the trash with a smile. You know, but understand that that's for you, man. That's not for us. I need a fucking dab, man. I, I parked this 22 blunt and I just had to light it back up. I'm about to, uh, oh, motherfucker. I didn't even bring a dab tool out here. I don't have, you know, I'm about to get mad creative. Hold on. So, my bangers always end up chazzy because I'm lazy. It's like a mechanic who works on his own car. You know, he does a great job on other people's cars, but on his own, man, he'll put a little fucking duct tape and bubble gum in there. You know? Like, 
Plus, honestly, this sour tangy from Evermore is mad fucking flavorful. When it comes to the best concentrates in Maryland, I'm going with Evermore. And I'm not playing games, I'm going straight to their dispensary, the living room. The living room has a wide stock of all of your favorite Evermore brand products when it comes to the best flowers they carry and a variety of combinations in all of their live resins, shatters, and even hash rosins. Some of your favorite strains like the Castaway, the Purple Obea, the Pink Lemonade, Blueberry Muffins, Grapefruits, all of them and more. They also are the only dispensary I know in the state of Maryland that carries Vibes Paper Cones, which as you know, I love to stuff full of some of my favorite cultivars. So if you're in the northern Baltimore region and looking for some, some of the best Evermore products, go direct to the living room. They offer a wide variety of different discounts. So if you're from anything from veterans to all the way to, you know, uh, fixed income, low income, right? They really take care of their people. They got an excellent staff. Evan over there is my homeboy. And I'm, I'm glad to be able to rock with them. So as I said, I got to get creative for this dab. The problem being that I didn't bring a dab tool out. And while I could easily pause this recording, go inside and get a dab tool, come back out and take my dab as originally planned, I'm going to opt to keep it all the way 1,000 for you out there period point motherfucking blank now when out on the road in a tough situation I don't have my keys I don't have anything that could resemble a tool the only things I have with me are rig jar phone um, torch Evermore Girl Scout CBD Dart Pod, randomly, lighter, and myself. Now, I'm wearing a pair of joggers because I'm on cozy boy life right now. So, my joggers have zippers on the pockets, and there's a little attachment for the zipper. So, I'm utilizing that even though it's kind of probably a little dirty, to scoop up some of my sour tangy, which I'm about to take a large dab of. Now, I've scooped, and I gotta get it into my banger. Oh yeah, I'm a dirty, dirty boy. Oh shit, okay. Now, yeah, okay, that's pretty good. That's in there. Nice little lump. You know, I'm going to go in. It wasn't as big as I thought it was. I'm going to grab a little more. I'm using my zipper, a little pull tag. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. That's that. I'm a dirty boy. I'm doing. Uh, gonna be doing this dab from a cold start because I don't have any choice. We are capped. We are full, banger full of some Evermore Sour Tangy, live resin sugar. I don't know if you can still hear the rain or my banger getting hot, but we are about to go in. I want all the terps. start <coughs> really the optimum way to dab in my personal opinion <coughs> oh yeah melt her up That is flipping excellent. <coughs> Shout out to the Evermore fam. Their processing guys are really next fucking level. <coughs> and they really come from a background of true cannabis culture. And they're local. Right. All right. Feeling good. That sour tangy got me right where I wanted to be. I'm ready to go watch the Ravens kick some fucking Seattle ass. Um, so look, let's review. What did we learn today? Uh, we talked about Colta, their first outdoor grow, the harvest. We're going to get Mackie on the podcast here, and he can tell you all the fucking... All the cool things they're doing, they're getting into. Maybe we can tell you some cool stuff about us together. Um, we talked about Moxie in Pennsylvania and what their product is like as a private label reserve live resin and how it was in way too many fucking pieces of packaging, man. I'm cool with the old school plastic bag and that's it. You know? We talked about hemp to go CBD water. The best fucking CBD water on the market. I'm not just saying that because I sell it. I'm saying that because I believe it. 
I'm saying it because I use it on the daily. We talked about the living room. We talked about Evermore Concentrates. Um, we talked about you guys. We talked about the people here in Baltimore in scenarios that apply to cities across the world. You know? Locals only, man. And if you're not local, support local business. And not just the cool, trendy, hip areas. Make these other areas cool, hip, and trendy. By utilizing the people who are already fucking there. Because there's a dope culture here, as there are in many major cities around this country and other countries around the world. Oh, man. What else? I don't know what else we learned today. Um, we learned that the rain is a dope place to make a podcast. Um, it's very calming and relaxing and helpful to focus, along with Dosey2222, which I still have not finished. My blunt's been parked for a minute now. Um, all of this has been pretty much consecutive, with the exception of a couple little outtakes that had to get deleted and re-recorded. Um, but I've not stopped. I've not gone inside. I've not peed. I've not had any water. Um, you know, so hey, if you uh, if you had some fucking fun, um, if you had some fucking laughs, uh, if you got high, if you found value, if you found uh, anything cool, I just ask that you share it with your friends. You know, you share it with your family, your grandma. Um, you know, over a nice fat blunt or a a nice gerunt, if you will. And uh, like, share, subscribe. I don't care if you didn't like it. Tell me why you didn't fucking like it. Hit me up anywhere. On Twitter, at Bongtimore. On the gram, on the gram, YouTube, the weed tube, at Lord Bongtimore, man. That's L-O-R-D-B-O-N-G-T-I-M-O-R-E. Bongtimore, man. Look, we got a lot of great stuff coming up. Uh, glass, buy, trade, sell, swap event coming up. Comedy night, November 14th, 2019. Going to be a live comedy show. Some of the local Baltimore smokers trying to get out and about. Do something other than a bar. All right, hang with the smokers. We'll have a good old time. Um, it's going to be a blast. It's actually going to be an event where all vets, veterans, not veterinarians, are going to be able to get in free because it's going to be hosted by a local vet who is hilarious. And he lost both of his legs or parts of them. And it's people like him that make me grateful for the military. So shout out to the vets, people out there risking life and limb, coming home and not being able to have access to the meds that they need. Right, it, let's get involved. It's time to make some changes. Um, November fourteenth, come out and laugh, and hang and get high. Um, and in the meantime, man, chill the fuck out.